in our first meeting for the series, we talked about being the light of, uh, of the kingdom of God. When I look at them, they are an answer to our prayers. Because once you increase the light of the kingdom in all other places in this nation, the kingdom of God shall advance continually. We've understood that the kingdom of God is the reign and the rule of God. If you're a Christian, you are a carrier of the rule and kingdom of God and you represent Him wherever you are. Now you may think that where you are is, a, is, a, is you're in the middle of darkness. In your family, you're the first Christian. In your, in your workplace, people are teasing you because you're a follower of Christ. Maybe in your class as a student, you're the only one who's a Christian. But know this, that because you are there, that, that place of darkness has found light. And because of that, darkness shall be pushed away. Because you will be a testimony of God in that place. And so God's kingdom is like that in each and every one of us. As we meet people for discipleship, we are advancing God's kingdom. If we share God's word and the gospel to others, you are increasing the light of the kingdom. We also understood that everything in the kingdom of God starts from small beginnings. When Jesus was born, it was the coming of the kingdom of God. When he started ministering when he was 30 years old, he started proclaiming that the kingdom of God is near. Because he represents the kingdom of God and he starts going near people and ministering to them and healing them and casting out demons and doing everything he can to be able to serve the people. When he first came here in 2013, it was the smallest of our beginnings. But looking at you now and looking at what God is, is doing through us, through, the, through our Sunday gathering and the Every Nation Campus gathering in the afternoon, God is really doing a mighty work. And I can say His good work, which He began, will continue because He is faithful. Okay, tell that person next to you the good work God has started in you, the good work that God had started in you. He will carry it to completion. One day will come, you're gonna be. You, we, we, will, we will be in the perfect image and the likeness of God. The Bible says that we will be in our glorified bodies. 
And we shall live forever with him in heaven. That's the hope that we have. And that's our faith as well. So you never despise the smallest of beginnings. For Jesus who started the good work in you is faithful. Aren't you glad Jesus is faithful? Thank God for that. Why don't we give the Lord a round of applause for that? Come on. For God being faithful in our lives. So as we continue on our third week, we will now focus on the third parable. We're going to be reading on, on, on the parable of the hidden treasure and the pearl of great price. Now every time Jesus speaks in parables, some people will understand those who are meant to understand the parables, those who, those who really have the heart to be a follower or to be a disciple of Christ. But those that are observers and just looking at what Jesus and just after the miracles of Jesus, or they don't feel right about Jesus, they will never understand the parables. So, Ask, your, ask that neighbor of yours, did you understand the parables of Jesus? Because if you understood that, then you belong to those people who are supposed to be receiving the meaning of those parables. That means you belong to the kingdom of God. Come on, you belong to the kingdom of God. We do not deserve to be, to, be, to, be, to be part of the kingdom of God. Right? Our sinfulness sets us apart and puts us away from Him. But we know that because of His great mercy, we had become a part of the kingdom. I want you to stand up with me. Let's read Matthew chapter 13, 44 to 46. Let's begin. The kingdom, come on, read it all together. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. May talihat itong idarua tolo. Maromak niya ukong itabele kung para horikusoin ida karun tebtebes nebe subarhela iharay okos. Iha ema ida hetang horikusoin ne. Niya contenti los entang niya hakoi filafali iba fantiha iha san hotu hotu horisosa rai ne para horikusoin ne belesai niyan. Maromak niya ukong itamos bele kung para hanesan ne. Iha kontratu nain ida buka hela buat murak mean atu sosa. Bain hira nia hetang ida nebe diak liu, nia bafan tiha nia asasan hotu hotu, hodi sosa buat murak mean ne. Father in heaven, 
We thank you for your words today. Holy Spirit, thank you that you will reveal the truth of God's word in our hearts and transform us today. We thank you for these parables, Jesus, that you have mentioned in your word. We thank you that we will understand better what is the value of the kingdom of God out of this. And when we realize how valuable is the kingdom of God, just like those people who found the treasure and who found the pearl, we will, we will, uh, we will sell everything we have just to be able to receive and remain in your kingdom. Help us understand the value of, of the kingdom of God and how it affects us as your disciples. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, please do have a seat. The goal of the series is not only to celebrate the goodness of God for the ministry that sent us here, which is now 35 years old. But the goal is for a greater understanding of what the kingdom of God is all about. Out of that, we would like to be kingdom-minded. That means you're thinking about the rule of God. That means you're thinking about how God can actually uh, impact the place that you are in and the life that you have. That means us looking at a missional outlook in our lives. That you and me, we're not just called to live our lives and enjoy the goodness of God for the rest of our lives. But God wants to use each and every one of us so that others may also experience the very life that God already had given you. So today let's talk about the prize of the kingdom. We talked about, we talked about small beginnings last week. Today, I want you to focus on the price of having the kingdom of God. Now, if you look at treasures and pearls, Jesus was using them because uh, it's, a, it's something that the Israelites 2,000 years ago would be able to readily understand. Well, they don't have banks before. So they usually hid their treasures. Or people who are rich, who has these gold coins, they would, they would hide those gold coins because it's not going to be safe just to store it inside the house. And they would usually uh, dug, uh, dig under the ground and then, and then put it under so that no one will know about it. And nowadays we have a lot of ways to be able to store our treasures, right? Our money, our, our whatever is valuable to you. 
banks. Some of you are invested in stocks, in stocks. Stock market. Stock market. Okay. I'm not sure if you know what what a stock market is, but some are invested in mutual funds, some are invested in uh, in in bonds, and so on. And some of you may be invested in bullions of gold. Okay? How many you have gold bullions? Have seen a bar of gold ever? <laughs> well, that's how we store our valuables nowadays. But before they, they, they dig and then they hide it so that no one will be able to uh, of course, uh, get it from them. So when Christ was talking about the value of the kingdom, he, com he, he compared it to a treasure, a hidden treasure, and the pearl. Now, if you notice, in our, in our reading, the first one focused on the treasure, but the second, uh, the second parable focused on, uh, it focused on the merchant who was looking for something to invest in. So, what and how valuable, therefore, is the kingdom of God? If the kingdom of God is already in you, because you're a believer. The rule of Christ, the rule of God is already, uh, you're under the lordship of Christ. How valuable is that? The thing that you have right now. Let's read the scripture again. Go ahead. Wow, okay. So in English, that would be the kingdom of heaven. Jesus was saying that a treasure was found by a man. Okay? He discovered it hidden in the field. So when he discovered it hidden in the field, this man might have been a worker and he doesn't own definitely the field. Okay? And so maybe there was a there were there therefore there there should be a landowner and he may be asked by the landowner to do something in the field and while he was doing that while he was digging while he was removing the dirt he found a treasure how many have ever found a treasure under the field? But how would that feel if you were the one who, who accidentally just, just uh, was able to find a treasure trove? What if you found this while you were digging? Okay. 
What if you found it while you're digging? Ooh, that would be exciting, right? The problem is the land doesn't belong to you. It was owned by your master. So what are you gonna do? You know, of course, the guy who found the treasure had a selfish intention. I need to be able to buy this field. Now, what he did, what did he do? The Bible says that he hid it again. And then and made sure that no one was looking. Right? And then he sold everything he owned. This is literally everything. He sold his house. He sold his motorbike. He sold his car. He sold his bus. Okay. He sold his businesses, whatever it is, maybe. That he had. And when he had enough money, he went to the guy who hired him to do something in the field. And he said, I want to buy your field. And so for the guy who owned the field, he was clueless that there was treasure in his own field. And maybe he was thinking, my field really is not, uh, I've tried planting so many so many vegetables or mother there, but they never really grow much. It's dry, it's empty. And he did not see the importance of his field. But he saw the money that is in the hands of the guy and said, sure. Buy my field. They did the transaction. And then after the transaction, of course, the guy who owns the field gave everything to him. The title for the land maybe. Maybe the receipt maybe of the transaction that you had bought this from me. And then what happened next? He was the only one who knew the guy who discovered the, hid, the, the hidden treasure that there is something that the field is actually more valuable than how the owner actually saw it. Now, if you look at the story, Jesus was emphasizing that the guy who discovered the treasure, he sold everything he had. He also emphasizes the excitement in people's lives when they find this treasure. Now when you look at the treasure being compared to the kingdom of heaven, how much excitement did you feel? When you receive the salvation that is from Christ. Can you remember the, the peace that came upon your heart? Can you remember the decision that you have made and then you said, Lord, from this day on, you are now my master and my ruler. Can you remember the 
Everything I have is yours. You put everything under the feet of Jesus. You totally surrendered yourself to Him. Because you knew that what He offers, the salvation and eternal life that He gives, is far more worth than anything else that you could ever acquire in the world. And that's why you followed God wholeheartedly. You became a disciple of Jesus Christ. And it doesn't matter what other people would say. Because I'm sure the owner, the, the, the friends of this guy was asking, why are you selling all your possessions? How are you going to live? But for this guy, everything I have is nothing to be compared to that treasure that I will have if I buy this, if I get this relationship with Christ. That's amazing. How much are you going to be giving up for the sake of you being able to just receive the treasure of salvation and eternal life from Jesus. Now let's look at the next story. But before that, I want you to know this, this truth. That the kingdom of God is a treasure. But it will cost you everything. When you said yes to salvation and to that forgiveness from Christ, you receive the treasure that Christ has for you. But it doesn't come without a cost. It will cost your everything. Because you cannot call Jesus the Lord of your life, yeah, the Savior of your life, unless He is the Lord of your life. We often say this here. And for the the 35 years of this ministry in the Philippines, that, uh, that statement has always been in our hearts. If Jesus is not Lord of all, He is not Lord at all. Can we say that all together? If Jesus is not Lord of all, go ahead. If Jesus is not Lord of all, He is not Lord at all. Now let's look at the second parable now. And, how, and, and let's see how valuable is the kingdom of God to Jesus. And to us. He was talking about pearls. Right? And this, the, the story was about pearls. And these are different kinds of pearls. 
sada ta diferente husi murak men ne how long you were you are wearing a pearl right now semak tau ya imne faru imne korenti hanasane iha okay a pearl during the time of jesus was so valuable Antan murak men ya tempo jesus ni ne valor bot tebes well of course today there are a lot of pearls there are even fake pearls right antan ohin loron ya murak men mak barak no balu falso in our nation philippines we have a lot of pearls and they are of different colors actually. No, this colors you could find in the seas of the Philippines. Now notice that it's all round. But that's because it's been made to be round. Right? Because the, the, the real pearl, of course, doesn't have that kind of form. Now there was a fisherman in the Philippines who, who was going out for the usual, uh, the usual thing that he does, goes out to fish. And then when he, when he brought his net uh, uh, by the shore, he started, he started looking at whatever he got. And he found a pearl. And what happened was, when he found that pearl, he hid it for 10 years under his bed. He doesn't know the value of what he found. It has come to be the biggest pearl in the Philippines that has been found. Not that one. But this one. That's a pearl. How come that's a pearl? That looks like a shell. This costs about, uh, right now, it's 34 kilograms. The weight of that pearl was 34 kilograms. And this giant pearl is now valued at $35 million. Wow. Can you imagine that? Just sitting at the just sitting at the under the bed of that fisherman in a small hut and place in by the sea. He did, not, he did not understand that what he had was so valuable. This was found in our western side of the Philippines. Yes. And so pearls are not always round. Okay? Pearls are not always gold or, uh, or, or white. But it comes with different colors. But these gold pearls are so, uh, it's a rare find in the Philippines. Now, someone asked, are pearls not too expensive in the Philippines? They are actually not too expensive in the Philippines. Now, so Jesus talked about pearls. 
But during his time, there is a treasure. And so this guy was looking for pearls, the merchant. Can we read that again? So, the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. Now, why was he looking out for choice pearls? Well, he is a merchant. He is a businessman. And because he's a businessman, if you have a pearl, I'll tell you, I'll buy your pearl for $10. How about I buy your, your pearl for $25? Still no? Wow. How about I'll buy you? Okay. <laughs> now the thing is, he buys it at a lower cost. And then he sells it at a higher cost with much income. So they call this business buy and sell. Remember, who among you loves to go to Obralan? Right? When you go to Obralan, what you find are a lot of clothes and, and whatever things that you need in your bedroom, okay? <laughs> well, of course, those were bought from somewhere by those merchants. And they sell you the shorts for a dollar or two dollars or three dollars, right? How many of you have, have tried buying from Obralan and what was your your most expensive uh, thing that you bought? How much was it? $5 maybe? $7. You, you bought something $7? Huh? $10. Wow. That may be a bag, bro. That may be a knapsack, right? Maybe a backpack would be $10. Pasta, guy. Okay. A pants, a jeans would normally cost how much? Six dollars. Hmm? Six dollars, Or four. Six dollars or four dollars. Shoes would normally cost how much? Sapato hira. Five dollars. See, you really are Obralan people. Okay. So, this guy was looking for, looking out for pearls. He was not looking for second-hand clothes, okay? <laughs> so these pearls he sells back so that he can earn money. But then what happened was he found this pearl. And he knew he cannot buy it with the money that he was in his pocket at that time. He knew that this is a great pearl of great value. So therefore, what I'm going to do, I'm going to reserve that. Give me a week to sell all my possessions. I'm going to return for that pearl. What did he do? 
Well, he started selling everything he had. And finally, when it is enough, he said, Here I am, I have the money, I'm gonna buy this great pearl. This pearl of great so if he's gonna be buying the the pearl that got uh, that was found in the Philippines, he has to have 35 million dollars. Now maybe Julio has 35 million dollars. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure who has 35 million dollars to Kevin, buy this guy Kevin, Kevin to has. buy this thing. <laughs> Kevin, uh, has. Kevin has. Wow, brother! I didn't know that. Well, you just bought a ring, so uh, <laughs> I, know, I know that you can you can afford a ring. Okay. So anyway, the thing is, he had to sell everything he had. Now you know that if you're an investor, if you're an investor, okay. You don't put all your money on one thing, right? Alright? You try to invest on this, invest on this, invest on another, invest on another, right? How you know this, eh? You don't put your eggs on one basket. You try to invest in stock market, you try to invest in, in, uh, in mutual funds, and so on and so forth, on bonds and so on. <laughs> Maybe you try to invest in poultry, you invest in piggery, or swine raising, you invest in aquamarine, and so on. You have varied investments. But have you ever wondered why this merchant was a businessman and who definitely is earning sells all his possessions and just puts his money on one thing. Just one thing. The kingdom of heaven. Just one thing. A relationship with Christ. Just one thing to be a disciple of Christ forever. There was nothing else in his life that he wanted. He stopped looking. Because he found the relationship with Christ as the most valuable thing you can ever own in your entire life. That is amazing. And you know what? When I found Jesus when I was 19 years old, I've been looking for 19 years. The problem that I'm looking for, I didn't know what to look for. I thought I can find the satisfaction, that emptiness in my life through relationships. Maybe by becoming the best student I can be so that my parents can affirm me every time, but I was still empty. Maybe I'll, I'll try to uh, be part of organizations and be able to just uh, give my best in whatever I do, but still, I was empty. I'm still looking for something. Well, I thought religion will fill that void in my heart, but nothing changed. I, I exceeded the devotion of my father. 
He was a religious man. Things that he's not doing, I'm doing it because it's part of my religion. But even then, I was still a sinner and I still cannot change myself and I wanted to become a new creation. I didn't know how. But when I found the great treasure, the cross of Christ. I surrendered everything. And I told God, Lord, there is nothing else that I want. Uh, there is nothing else that I would ever want in my life but just you. You see, the Bible says that you cannot serve two masters. It's either you embrace the one and hate the other. That's what we will do. That's what I have done in my life. Because I realized that the kingdom of God is like a pearl worth investing. You know what? That's the kingdom of God. You are at the right place at the right time at this time to hear this message. There is nothing else that can ever satisfy you. Having children will not satisfy you. Having a great business will not satisfy you. Having a husband or a wife will not satisfy you. Nothing else will satisfy you except Christ alone. And that's what Jesus was telling his disciples. That's why he was talking about the kingdom of heaven as a treasure. The kingdom of heaven as a great pearl. As a pearl of great price. Now, according to Exodus chapter 19 verse 5, when I was looking at these parables, those are the two things I've seen. That, that the kingdom of God, it costs everything. That the kingdom of God is worth investing. That's why I would always challenge people who are graduating. I will tell them if you really are committed to Christ then why don't you just serve God in the next three years after your graduation from the university? Why don't you follow with us and let's go to the campus and do campus ministry and put everything that we have in the next three years to be able to disciple students, be able to raise leaders in that university. Because the reality is there is nothing else that you can invest your, your life upon that will really give meaning in your life. Life, except when you follow the will of God in your life. So when I came to understand those, I said, Lord, what else do you want me to understand from this parable? I began to see the word merchant. 
The merchant was looking for something of great value. And then that merchant, that same merchant, sold everything he had to be able to get that, to be able to secure that pearl of great price. Now for that merchant, that Pearl was a special treasure. I begin to remember that you and me, we are special treasures before God. In fact, we are that treasure that that merchant was looking for if that merchant was to be God. Read with me Exodus 19 verse 5. It was telling us that we are God's own special treasure. And if you notice, it says they're from among all the peoples on the earth. Does that make you spe feel special? Because God has chosen you from among the peoples on the earth. Okay, let's just read that. Exodus 19 verse 5. One more time. Wow. Special treasure. Tell that person next to you, you're a special treasure of God. Now, how does that make you feel if you are that treasure that that merchant was looking after? You know what? Jesus came to the cross because of you. Imagine that. Imagine that you are that great, you are that pearl. And Jesus wanted you so much, God the Father wanted you so much to be with him. If we were not a special treasure of God, the cross of Christ need not happen. But because God loved the world so much, why don't we read that? One more time, go ahead with feelings. Feel that. Feel that. Feel that. Look, uh, the, the, our context is you are that treasure. You are that pearl that Christ came for. You are the pearl that God wanted so much. He gave His one and only Son for you. Read that again with feelings, with the understanding that you are so special to God. Go ahead. 
Atu ema hotu ne be fiernia la bele lakon me behetan moris rohan. Why don't you personalize that? For God loves me so much. Go ahead, bro. Oh, insa sekali tabela halo dan yang personal. Dia katak basa maromak hadomi tebes how to fonia one mane mesak atu how ne be fiernia la bele lakon me behetan moris rohan lai. Dalai datan, bro. Me tera dalai datan. Halo saya pesual, bahasa Maroma kadomi tebes how to fonia oan mane mesak atau how nebe fear ihania labele lakon mai behetan moris rohan like. That is beautiful. Dene furak tebes. Imagine God going going through all the trouble. Imagina Maroma bayha rezafiu sirane hoto. God the Father going through all the pain. Aman Maroma Jesus experiencing at the cross, he said, "My God, My God, why have you forsaken me?" Jesus experiencing Christ to the end, that Aman nusait about who sika lahawan esane. I mean, how would you feel as a father losing your son right at that very moment? But even before that, you have seen people punishing your son, killing your son slowly. Oin sama kita hanesan aman hari tanya uan software hanesan ni, no Emma seluk na fatin halo kanek niya. Why would God the Father go through all that? Tambah sama ka aman maromak tenggelihu sisiran eh. This is the reason God loves us so much. Tena makan yara zaun maromak romita tiap tebes. That gives you a sense of purpose. Idenya foba ita bot seda iha objektifu ida. If God loves me so much. Then my life is gonna matter. My life is not going to waste. Go, not going to go to waste. If God loves me so much, then I have a purpose. More than being a mother, a mother, my purpose is more than that. I'm not just gonna give birth to my children. My purpose is to make a disciple of Christ out of them. I'm not just going to work in my company and do all the things that are expected of me. But my purpose is to be able to shine the light of God so that I can disciple my fellow, my fellow mates. I'm not just going to be a student in the university going through all the motion of doing assignments, going to class every day, submitting it, getting a grade at the end and after that graduating. That is a life without a purpose. That is a life where you do not see how God loves you and how God actually had purpose for you while you are there in that place. There is a reason why you're a teacher. There is a greater reason why you're a doctor. It's not because I'm a missionary that that's why I'm reaching out to people. No. Because it just so happened that that is the call and the purpose of God for my life, and therefore I'm gonna do what God has called me to do because that's what will please Him. And so let's 
let's leave you with this third uh, third truth the god of the kingdom valued us greatly and gave us his everything imagine if god already has given to you everything can you not also give him back your everything I believe that is the right response. The right response is a total surrender to the purpose and to the will of God. And that's what we are going to do as a people of God. Now how do we apply this in our lives? So those three things. Let's just review the three things right now. The first one we talked about that the kingdom of God is a treasure that costs everything. And then we talked about that the, that the kingdom of God is a pearl worth investing. And because we are the pearls in the kingdom of God, God invested in us. And we came to this third point that the God of the kingdom valued us greatly and gave us his everything. So what are we going to do? What are we going to do about these truths of God's word? If you did not see yourself as a as a as a as a pearl of great value before before God, and because of that you put yourself down, you're always insecure of who you are. Because of that, you're trying to find love in different places. Affirmation from other people. And because of that, you feel insecure and insignificant in your life. What are you going to do about these truths? You're going to repent, turn away from those mindsets and start embracing that you indeed is as valued as anyone in the kingdom of God. Can you do that? Let's change that mindset. Let's embrace the truth of God's word. Not only that, I also want you to continue to follow Christ. But remember this, there is a cost for discipleship. As a follower of Christ, Jesus is telling you that you go ahead, take up your cross and follow me daily. Carrying your cross means not your will be done, but God's will be done in your life every day. It means not your plans, but God's plans for you. It's being, it's, it's being aware that you, are, you, you have to be led and you must be led and you want to be led by the Holy Spirit all the time in everything that you are doing. That if there is anything in your life that 
doesn't please God, you go ahead, go down to God, go to the presence of God, repent, turn away, and receive the forgiveness of God, and live for God alone, and for His holiness alone. And the next one is this. If you have never received God's kingdom, that means you have never been saved. That means you have never had assurance of salvation in your life. I've been preaching about Jesus dying for you, loving you, searching for you, and giving up everything for you. But that's a message of the cross, but that's not all. We are sinners and we do not deserve saving, but Christ's love for us gave, gave us everything so we can get back to God. So what happened when Christ died on the cross, He was buried and then He rose again from the dead. Proving that He is the Son of God. And he, if He is the Son of God, if He is who, who He claims to be, then what He says to you that He has saved you, He has died for you, has paid for the penalty of your sins, you can receive it so you can receive the eternal life and, and go ahead Submit and surrender your life fully to Christ. Receive God's kingdom. I want you to stand up with me now. And look at this one point message. We talked about the prize of the kingdom. Now here's the prize of the kingdom. For us and for God. The price of having the kingdom is our everything and God withholding nothing. He gave His all, He gave His Son, He gave, his, he gave Jesus Christ to us. I'd like to ask the, the music team to come up, please. The price of having the kingdom is our everything and God withholding nothing. Let's just think about that. If you've been if you're a Christian, you've been saved, remember the day of your salvation. Remember how you came to understand how much He loves you. How you saw that you are not worth saving. But God loved you anyway. He loved you so much He gave His one and only Son. So that when you received Him as Lord and Savior, your sins have been forgiven. 
You receive eternal life. I will never forget that day. That was for me 29 years ago. I will be forever grateful. Lord, we come to you today. Remembering what you have done for us at the cross. Thank you. Thank you for suffering for us. Thank you for receiving the beatings for us on our behalf. Thank you for not giving up on us. When you died for us, you rose again from the dead. You redeemed us from all our sins. And so today we stand before you saved by grace through faith. If you're this person who has not yet received the kingdom of heaven, you may be attending a church, but you just you you know in your heart that you are not saved. Jesus wants you to receive that kingdom today. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're this person, just go ahead and acknowledge before the Lord today by raising up your hand. Father, thank you for your salvation that has come upon our lives. We thank you that we are grace, we are saved by your mighty grace. And the same power that raised Jesus from the dead raised us as well from uh, into, into having eternal life. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for before your very sight we became that pearl that is worth the great price. Lord, we just want to adore you today and bring you the glory.